all the words, all our attitudes, all our emotions actually comes back to the heart. And the way the heart changes is through the word of God. Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator. And I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace, despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the dots between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. It's so good to have you. I'm just so delighted that you're here. I want to introduce you to Dr. Sam Kojoglanian. I'm not sure I've got his last name right, but everyone lovingly calls him, fondly calls him Dr. Sam. He is an elite interventional cardiologist. He has been hailed as one of the top 1% of medical professionals for his excellence in both medical knowledge and patient care. But what's more impressive is that he's a passionate lover of Jesus Christ, whose number one desire is to see spiritual hearts mended and lives committed to God. Dr. Sam's reach extends from the doctor's office to humanitarian work and international evangelism. As he is connected with the lost and the hurting worldwide, he's developed a method of, quote, evangelism that works, showing how anyone can reach the lost in a way that yields results. Beacon of Hearts, and that's beaconofhearts.org. That's where you can find it. Dr. Sam's ministry provides support for those in desperate need, but more importantly, it shares the message of Jesus with those who need to hear it. Dr. Sam has a bold, practical, and uncompromising way of sharing gospel truth. When Dr. Sam ministers, he not only brings the word, he brings knowledge and insight on a variety of topics, like how to be whole person healthy. I love that. And ways to reach your lost loved ones. Dr. Sam is also an expert on the book of Revelation. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Sam. Well, welcome, Dr. Sam. So glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be with you, Victoria. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're going to praise his name and we're going to lift his name on high. Amen. Even just when we first met, I thought, man, the energy that's it's just like jumping out through my screen. So I love it. It's so contagious. It just makes me want to smile and the whole time. But we're not going to mince any words here. And we're going to jump right into a topic that I know is of great interest to my listeners and viewers. It's definitely of interest to me. We deal so much with the words we speak. We know there's life and death in the power of the tongue, as well yes. as our thoughts. And the Bible is very clear telling us to be transformed through the renewing of our minds, as well as to take every thought captive. And it's such a challenge 
But as I was researching you, reading about your bio, reading about some of the topics, watching your YouTube videos, which are amazing, I would encourage everyone to bump, bump on over there. And uh, it's Dr. Sam, right? At, on YouTube? Yes. Is that, you may have yes. your full last name, though. I, yes, <laughs> I, Dr. Sam. Uh, I think it's Samuel, Dr. Samuel uh, Space Kojiglavian. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sam is so much easier. And yes. so they can get over there and watch those. But the word that caught my attention was self-sabotage. How do we do that? Why do we do that? What's up with our words and our thoughts? Can we just jump right into that? Absolutely, Victoria. So in, in Proverbs 18, 21, as you had actually mentioned, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it are going to enjoy its fruit. And, you know, I, I think we're going after uh, what we see. But if we dig a little deeper, we're going to see it's all about the heart. Uh, we're thinking it's about the tongue. We're thinking about the mouth, but it's really about the heart. And and you you look at it in Proverbs chapter three. It says, "My son, my daughter." Chapter three it starts in verse one. Actually, my son, my daughter, take the commandments and place them in your heart. And mm -hmm. and that's what we need to focus on, really, because whatever is in uh, coming out of the mouth is actually coming out of the heart. We found that in Matthew 15, 18, right? Whatever comes out of the mouth is coming out of the heart. So I, so a lot of people are like, well, I can't help it. You know what? We have to help. It's a matter of the heart. We got to dig deep into the heart. And once we get to the heart and, and take away all the crud, all the the, the things that are bothering us, the thorns that are choking us, the worries that are, the fear that's spoken on the news. Once we get that crud out, the only thing that's going to matter, Victoria, is putting in the word of God. And once we put in the word of God, the word of God will be spoken out of our mouths. Wow. Amen. And how do we take the crud out? I mean, just practically speaking, can you unpack that a little bit? Well, we, you know, you got Irish Springs and you got ivory soap, so you can try to <laughs> cleanse, cleanse your mouth. You can get crest or whatever and, and, and get your teeth all whitened out. That's not going to help nobody, right? Uh, right. It's, it's a matter of time. I was thinking today that so much, uh, one of the things, uh, like in Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us that we're surrounded by a, a great cloud of witnesses, right? And so it tells us to get rid of everything that weighs us and mm. the sin that so easily entangles us. And to me personally, uh, I mean, I may have been watching sports maybe about an hour and a half to two hours a day. And God told me, that's not sin, son but it's weighing you down. It's what you're mm. thinking about. You got to get home. You got to turn it on and you got to zombie out because, oh, you had a bad day or a hard day and you had phone calls and emergencies and the ER and all this and you need, you need a break. And so I'm talking about myself. And so I would feed myself that. And, you know, it's not sin to watch sports. I mean, the, the commercials maybe, but the, the sports in itself are not sin. But it was weighing me down. And I'm thinking, you know, people might be sitting there watching Hallmark or, or uh, their soap opera and they're like, it ain't no, no thing. It's not going to bother me. You know, those, they're imprinted in our minds and they're imprinted in our hearts. Whatever was said, whatever was spoken, you can say, ah, that ain't going to bother me. That's an imprint and an impression that's in our hearts. And so when we look at what is weighing us down, then we can actually take rid of the crud out. So uh, the audience has to say, look at, I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself. Here's what I'm spending time in. And, and that time that I spend is actually influencing my mind, my soul, my psyche, my being, my, my whole life. And once you come to that realization, 
then it is a matter of the heart and said, you know, I'm going to have to start feeding my heart with good things, with lovely things, whatsoever is good and whatsoever is right, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is lovely. Think of these things. And when we think of these things and meditate on, on, as you said, Romans 12, one through two, then those things come out. Okay. So my head is just spinning right now. I feel like you're just like a fire hose of information and, and really wisdom. And it's resonating with me a little bit. And some of it, I think, oh no, now I have to look at my own behavior because Mm -hmm. I've never really thought before about those things that weigh us down as being like otherwise, you know, negligible kind of benign things like watching a Hallmark movie, for example, or a pure flicks movie or something like that, because I do that. That's one of my things. I'm like, okay, it's at the end of the day. I always say, you know, I don't have brainwaves to write and to do something that's like creative and in those ways. And maybe that's just an excuse. I don't know. But so if, when you notice that about yourself, say watching sports, how did you reverse that? What did you put in its place? What did you, what shift occurred for you after the realization of that? Uh, that's a great question, Victoria, because I'm running a race, right? In, in Hebrews 12, one through two, you and I are running a race. And when we're running the race, what, what's our, what's my focus? What's your focus? What's the audience's focus? And it should be Christ because we look at Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I'm looking at him. So when I'm staring at other things, God said, "You, it's not sin. You're not sinning, my son. You're not sinning, my daughter, by doing this. He's not mad at us. He, I always tell people, God ain't mad at you. He's madly in love with you. So God's not going, oh, she's watching Hallmark. I can't believe that's not God. God's like, that's my girl. That's my daughter. That's my son. I'm in love with him. I died for him. I spent my, I, I sent my only son and I spilled that pure blood on him and her. And that's who I love. So God is looking at us in love. Uh, but what are we looking at? And so that's what got to me. And it's a race. So what? Uh, so if you can actually uh, consider putting a 25 pound weight on you and running the race, you and I are going to get really tired. We're like, what is that? What is this? And we're not considering the things we're doing on a daily basis as weight. And there are some things we must do, you know, take care of this, take care of that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it. And this is not a judgmental thing like, oh, I can't believe you're watching ESPN. I can't believe you're watching. That's awful. I'm so dissatisfied. And I'm going to, it's not judgmental. It's just like free yourself. You're You're trying to figure out why can't I just live? Why am I? Where is the joy in my life? Where's the happiness in my life? Where, where is the, the, the excitement in my life? What, what has happened to it? Things that are weighing us down are stripping us of that joy. Mm. And that's why it, it hit me that, look, I don't need this. I kick it out of my life right now, right here. And it was a choice I had to make. Everything in life is a choice. Nobody forced ESPN on me. I chose to say, get out of my life. And I have been so happy. And that extra time is spent in the word. You're like, that's boring, baby. That's where life is. You know, it's in Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4, 20, 21, 22. It says, my son, my daughter, pay attention to my words. Oh, look, I've read thousands of books, right? To open up a heart artery. This is the only truth I know. This is the only infallible truth I know. You can try to take it down prophetically, historically. You can't. It stands as it is. Everybody who's trying to take it down, they're dead. 
this is alive. This word is alive. So it says, my son, my daughter, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Keep them close to your eyes. Watch this. Put them in the midst of your heart. Right. There goes the heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their whole body. You want to get well? Look it. I got <laughs> drugs. I got drugs that can make people well, right? I got drugs that take care of hypertension, high cholesterol, all this stuff, cardiomyopathy, on and on and on. But they got expiration dates. No expiration date. Amen. No expiration. They got side effects. No side effects. In fact, if they got side effects, this is good side effects. This is what you get. It's in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3. If it says, write them in the tablets of your heart. Write this in the tablets of your heart. For you will find favor inside of man. And God, and you shall find peace. Where, where is the peace? And people are like, where's my peace? I'm going crazy. Right. Here. <laughs> and then people are like, uh, well, I'm, I'm asking for peace and, and, and it's not here. And I don't know what to do. And I'm like, calm down, chill out, time out. Look in, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 27, it says, my, Jesus said it. And this is the hardest time. He's about to be crucified. He's not calling 911. He's not calling lawyers. He's not tripping out. He's like, my peace, I leave. Who would do that? You and I in trouble. We're like, oh my gosh, who's going to help me? <laughs> where, where can I go? Jesus is like, calm down, kids. My peace, I leave with you. I love this. My peace, I give. See, Jesus is a giver. My peace, I give to you. I don't give it to you like the world gives. Don't let your hearts What's that word? Don't let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be afraid. And so that's, I, I just run to him. I am a basket case, but so was Moses. So I just run to him <laughs> and, and uh, he, he takes care of me. And, and the joy that he gives me is, uh, it's just like, you can't, you, it's unmatchable. Because in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's another thing. Our, our audience and you and I may say, you know what? I just, I'm so exhausted. I can't do this life. I don't have any strength because we don't have any joy. Mm. And where you get the joy, the joy comes from the Lord. He gives us joy and, and that gives us strength. So it's all tied to the heart. We can talk about words and I want to. I love how you want to focus on that, Victoria. Well, but it goes back to the heart, what you're feeding your heart. And I, I want to feed it the word of God. And that not so I can, you know, uh, get something for myself. God's going to give that to me, but I can share his love. I right. can give his love to others. I can, I can change a life, uh, not by opening up a heart already, but by speaking his word, because that's where life is, speaking mm. his word. Amen. You know, and this is just so wonderful. I love it. And your enthusiasm and your joy is quite apparent. As a matter of fact, I, it's made me laugh so many times and kind of pricked my heart a little bit. I've got tears in my eyes, but awesome. tell me about just, and I don't want to be legalistic here, but how many hours do you spend in God's word a day? Is there an average for you just to keep it kind of practical? Because we're talking to mothers who have young children and they are weary. Physically, they're weary because they're maybe they're home educating. They're running here and there. They're, you know, just keeping their house together, trying to keep their marriage up, those types of things, which are all wonderful, wonderful privileges and blessings. But they may be tired and they may just be in a season thinking, wow, yes, I'm going to get my devotional in. Yes, I'm going to be plugged into church. But after that, mm, you know, maybe I need that hallmark after all or something like that, something <laughs> along those lines. What, how much, what is your like, quote unquote, devotional time like? How many hours do you spend in God's word? 
That's, uh, I mean, that's beautiful, beautiful question. Uh, you're probing in my heart. And, and uh, what I want to say to our audience is that we need to meditate on God's word 24 mm seven. -hmm. And they're like, how do I do that? You know, here's how you do it. When a mama is carrying her child and she said, that's okay, baby. And she's burping the baby and the baby's throwing off all over her. <laughs> she's like, this cannot be, this was a new dress and, and I can't handle this right now. And she puts the child back down. But uh, anyway, it's like you, your mind has got to go to Isaiah and, and it's like uh, in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it tells us not, it's not 41, 10. I think it's 40, 10. And it says as a, as a, yeah, 40 chapter 40, verse 10. It, it's like uh, our Lord, our God is like a shepherd who, mm -hmm. who carries his sheep in his arms and holds them close to his bosom. So the mama's like, I can't read my Bible right now, but she's got a little sticky that says in her mind the whole day she's going to remember this verse it's like okay i'm going to carry this child and and as i hold it close to my bosom and and, and love this child my jesus has got me mm -hmm. and he's holding me close to his bosom so she's not sitting there reading a verse but she's meditating on it mm -hmm. and then as she's walking up the stairs or whatever she can uh, you know instead of uh, going oh i gotta do laundry whatever which is you know what she's got to do she's like thank you lord for my legs I'm, i mean i dr sam says he's got patients that don't have legs they're amputated mm -hmm. because of diabetes complication but thank you lord for for my legs because i just went up the stairs and I'm coming down to say, and I, I'm sorry, because I took this for granted before, but I just want to thank you. And so she's in a mode of prayer and thankfulness and meditating on God's word the whole day. And she didn't, she might have not had five minutes because the baby's crying. She's got to go soccer practice. And she's like, this is crazy. I can't do this. But she's going to still meditate on his word. And that's what uh, distinguishes a man or a woman of God meditating on his word and and i you know i love to spend time with my jesus in the morning uh early in the morning from five or six or seven a.m uh and that's i find that if i don't do that my efficiency is down during the day i'm agitated i'm angry i'm like what's your problem oh okay i didn't read the word of god and it makes that much of a difference for me people are like oh come on give me a break so you missed it for a day you know i you you ate today uh you drank today why not go to the one that's giving you life? And, uh, and uh, that's, uh, this is it for me. If you want to read the whole Bible in a year, mm -hmm. you read four chapters a day. And if you want to read it in half a year, which I did last year, uh, and I'm trying to do this year, you read eight chapters a day. But that's not legalistic for me. It's like, okay, uh, check mark, God, I hope you're satisfied. I, I can mm -hmm. never read enough. In fact, if I read eight chapters a day, Victoria, Satan will come and say, you had 15 more minutes. You could have read nine. You wow. could have read 10. What's your problem? I'm like, shut up, Satan. Get out of my face. You don't belong to me. I got the blood of Jesus. You're defeated and you are made a public spectacle. Colossians 2.15, get out of my face. And so I, I think of these things, but I, I can never do enough for Jesus. And I'm not doing him a favor. He's doing me a favor by showing me himself. And he wants to show himself to you. He's not a, a God that's aloof. You know, this is what gets me. I, I, I just trip. I, I just trip out <laughs> when, when, when I think about this. It's in Psalm 147, uh, and it's, uh, it's in verse 3 and 4. It's like the God who's made the stars, 
uh, and he's named them, you know, uh, Hubble Telescope and all these NASA <laughs> right. people. They, they they get a star. They go, oh, that star XGPRRR22255. Oh, we're so proud of ourselves. We named the star. <laughs> chill out. Chill out, NASA. I got this. In uh, 147, 3 and 4, God numbered those stars and he's named them. He's already <laughs> got the name. And it ain't PGC3455522. He's named them. And at the same time, this is this is what gets me. He is close to the brokenhearted. Yes, he is. That's that's what I love about him. So, Mm. you you know, you go to Matthew and he's taking care of the birds, right? He's taking care of the lilies. And then he's, we talked about in Psalm 147, he's taking care of the stars. You come down to it and he's like, I'm taking care of you. Mm. And, and, you know, Hallmark don't teach me that. (laughs) ESPN don't teach me that. The news don't teach me that. But this teaches me that, and that's where you get your joy, and that's where you get your strength, and that's where you're like, I'm feeding my heart, because it ain't a matter of my lips, it's a matter of my heart, and whatever I put in my heart coming out of my lips, and I am excited to preach the gospel of Jesus and help people as we go along. Oh my gosh, I'm so blown away. I think maybe another calling you have is a stand-up comedian. It's not that, (laughs) seriously, it's so funny and contagious, but it's so true. And I recognize that you may be one of those unique individuals who says, I am a Christ follower and there are so many privileges in that. And I'm not going to miss them because there is a trap for so many Christians. There's a gap between what the Bible says and then how I live my life and connecting the dots there can be really tricky. And so much of it is what we are telling ourselves. And if we're always, I'm so exhausted, I'm so tired, I'm so a thousand things, I don't have peace, I'm so rattled, I'm nervous, I'm a gazillion things, God doesn't intend that for us. We we know that. So how do we bridge that gap between these feelings? And you really touched on it, a beautiful point about meditating on God's word. That is like a linchpin for that busy, busy lifestyle. Some of us are caregivers. We're caring for aging parents. We're and we may right. have to travel to get there. You know, we we could paint a picture of Uh, a parent who just came out of surgery with their child, you know, so many different scenarios, but to remind us that meditating on God's word, and we have to know it in order to meditate on it, but to do that, that is, and to be grateful, as you said, to shift our perspective to wait a minute. Okay. I may not have this, but I have this. Are those skills, do you think, do we just then train and discipline our brain and our mind to kind of begin to think differently? Is that a part of all of this? We get in the habit of, I call it, you know, praiseativity. It's not like positivity or positive thinking necessarily. That's kind of worldly in a way, but instead it's, we have a savior to whom we can praise, to whom we can thank. We have an entity. We're not thinking like the earth or, you know, whatever it is. We have a relationship and a person to thank. And is it just that we're doing that, that it's a refocus, a reshift? We're setting our minds on, on you know, fixating on, on that. Is that kind of what we're doing when we, when we get out of that self-focus and we're more God-focused? Is that kind of what's happening? 
I think so. I think it's, it's a matter of training. What's helped me, Victoria, in the past months is like everything I say is recorded. And you're like, what do you mean? Well, I, you know, I, I'm thinking that somebody's got a mic and they're recording me. And uh, <laughs> whatever I say, even in, you know, in the secret. And I'm like, uh, do I want this public? I don't want this public. Mm. This cannot go out. It cannot be written in newspapers. It cannot go out to the churches. It can't. So that helps me tremendously. It's like, uh, you're being recorded. And so I'm like, right. I got to shut my mouth. And the more the words, by the way, the less the meaning. So it's it's important for us to also understand, I don't got to blabber all the time. I've got to be <laughs> slow to speak. I've got to be quick, quick to, listen. to listen. Yeah. And so I, it's, it does take training because this tongue in James chapter three, verse six, is like a fire. And, and it's like, well, I didn't mean anything by it. Look, everything you and I said came from the heart. Well, it was just a joke. I'm sorry, baby. You go to the word of God. I'd rather mm. believe it. God's word than your word or my word. And in fact, mm. I even messed up, you know, going back to Isaiah chapter 40, 10, it's actually chapter 40, verse 11. So I even, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mix up on the verses. Okay. Dr. Sam said 40, 10, and he messed up. Yeah, I messed up at times. I'm just human, right? But, but the, the problem is that it's a fire and we've got to just like, well, I'm just joking. There ain't no jokes. It's like 15, 18 of Matthew, whatever comes out of your mouth is coming from your heart. So the thing is, Let's go focus about the heart. Let's go to the heart and, and Psalm 9-1. Let's praise him with all our heart. You know, mm. are we praising him? Well, you know, like, I've got so many things. That you got breath. I'm sorry. Some of my patients are on ventilators. They can't yeah. breathe by themselves. You, you praise him for that right now. You say, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm just a blabbermouth. I'm talking to myself. And I'm like, I've been complaining about her and him and this and that. And my situation is over what? Calm down. My patient's on a ventilator. So, Father, right now, I want to thank you and praise you that you gave me breath. And I just, mm -hmm. I, I'm amongst the living, and I thank you for that. And, and that's one thing you can do is, like we said, that. grateful, thankful. So seek, and then, you know, we're, we're to seek him with all our hearts. Everybody knows Jeremiah 29, 11. It's mm -hmm. our favorite verse. They got it on the Bible. They got, you know, I know the plans I have for you, plans to help you and all this. Well, if you just read two more verses down, uh, it's Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, seek him with all your heart. heart. And so, yeah, are we doing that? You know, and that's not judgmental. It's like to slap yourself. I sometimes on YouTube say, slap yourself right now. Just go ahead and <laughs> slap yourself. Go, go on. It doesn't hurt as much when you slap yourself. But, if, you know, I slapped you or somebody else slapped you. You're like, hey, what's up? But if you slap yourself like, okay, I am out of control <laughs> and i am saying things i shouldn't be saying so sometimes you and i need to slap ourselves like you said oh how do you train yourself C sit there not in public because they'd be like what's up with her <laughs> what's up with him just slap yourself and go i'm gonna calm down and i'm going to seek him and praise him so in in 29 13 mm -hmm. of jeremiah it says seek him with all your heart and he shall be found this right. is good you know, he's going to be found by you. You're like, well, I can't hear him. Um, if you get in his word, you're going to hear him loud and clear. And what's going to come out is I love you. Mm. I am not mad at you. I'm not sitting here and timing you how much time you're spending with me. And if you're praying to me, that's not my God. He's like, I am close to you and your broken heart. And I will walk with you all the 
way. Ooh, tell me what God's going to do that. Tell me what <laughs> stupid idol, what right. stupid idol is going to do that for you. You can cut the idols. Here's the difference between our God and any other God. You cut them, they don't bleed. My God bled for me. My God bled for you with that divine blood. He bled for you and he has set you free. If only you knew who you were, your life would change. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. It says you, you, yes, our audience right here. Mm -hmm. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You know what that means? Go ahead and wear your tiara. You're a queen. And if you're a man, you're a king. Uh, you, and, uh, you're a priest. And, and, and the oil ran down the priest's head like Aaron in Psalm 133. And, and that's, you're a priest. You know? And you're a holy nation. That's how God sees you. And you're like, I don't feel holy. Well, you know, I'll go back to another verse. And it's in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anybody's in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. You're like, wait a minute. I used to be 250 pounds. And when I said, Lord, I accept you, I didn't get 120 pounds. What do you mean I'm a new creation? Well, it ain't your body. It's not even your mind because the word is only the thing that changes your mind. But your spirit that was dead Mm -hmm. is now alive in Christ. That makes you a new creation. If only you knew who you were. And, yeah. and he who had no sin, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, became sin so that you and I can become the righteousness of God. If only you knew who you were. You're the righteousness. You are a holy nation. You are God's own special people who has mm-hmm. called you out of the darkness and brought you into his marvelous light so that you may proclaim his praises. And there goes words proclaim his praises but how do you proclaim his praises you got to know who you are and Mm -hmm. and to our audience i just want to reach out and i can't hand you a medication but i can give you the greatest medication that comes from the bible and i want you to know who you are you're chosen you're royal you're Mm -hmm. a priesthood you are a holy nation and you are a special person to god and he loves you and remember Mm -hmm. that isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 he will gather his sheep in his arms Amen. and hold him close to his bosom. And that's who you are. You're being held by God close to his bosom because he's madly in love with you. And that will make all the difference in your life. Amen. That is so wonderfully and beautifully spoken and said. I'm just in awe, really. <laughs> it's so encouraging. And I really appreciate Amen. all of this. This is just hit my heart at just the right time. So I am so grateful for for the word that you have shared today. And I have one teeny little question before we get into your books, because I definitely want to let our listeners and viewers know exactly where they can contact you and what you've been doing behind the scenes in addition to your work, your profession, and uh, your speaking. But is there any room in your life for venting at all, say to a friend, and because women can do that. And the only reason I'm asking is because sometimes, you know, you just think, oh, I just need to tell a friend this. I just need to vent. I just need to kind of complain a little bit and then Mm -hmm. I'll be okay. But now I personally, I've kind of grown past that. I don't, now I talk to my husband about everything. Of course, I'm not talking about just sharing things like that. I'm talking about getting with a friend and let's just vent. I just need you to listen and vent because often 
I found that when I did that, I was speaking such negativity over my life and over, maybe I'm talking about a kid issue or a family, whatever it might be. And then suddenly I'm, I'm bringing, I don't know. I just had to stop doing that because it's, I, I I don't want to say it's not God honoring, but it would, it almost cemented the deal in a way. And then the more I thought and complained about something, the more it seemed that's all I saw anymore. My brain was trying to prove everything that I was saying, right. And so I don't do that, but I'm just wondering, do you have accountability, uh, some sort of partner in life, uh, some friend, mentor, something where you do share your struggles and that's kind of okay? Or do you just vent to the Lord? What does that look like for you practically? Wow, Victoria, what a deep question. Yes, I do have accountability. Uh, I do have some friends that I share everything with uh, and they don't judge me, they love me, but I'm with you. I love what you said because you said, the more I'm speaking this, the, the more I'm trying to prove myself right. And I don't want to prove myself right. And, and when you're talking to me, Victoria, I, I just flipped the Bible to what the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit uh, brought me to. And it, I, I went to um, John chapter 2, verse 25, and it's talking about Jesus. And he said, and he needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Mm. Jesus like, look here. I ain't going to share my thoughts with you because I'm going to go to the Mount of Olives in John chapter eight, and I'm going to spend time with my Papa. So you and I, and that's cool. You, you, you know, venting is fine. Uh, take it out. You can even vent that God and go, I'm angry with you. Well, he already knows it. Don't try to hide it. Go, Oh, I praise you Lord, but I'm really angry with you. <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, he, he's, he knows everything. Right. But, Knowing that he knew the man of uh, the heart of man, there goes the heart again, by the way, he knew the hearts of man. He's like, I'm not trusting y'all. I'm not, I'm not sharing myself with you. He said, he shared a lot with his disciples yet. He had to go to the Mount of Olives and John chapter eight, before he, before you see the adulterous woman story in John chapter eight, verses one through 11, he, he went to the Mount of Olives. Let me ask our audience this. And this is not a a question of condemnation or whatever. This is a question of let the word of God help you and me. When is the last time you went to your Mount of Olives? When is the last time you spent time with the Papa, your heavenly father? You're like, well, he doesn't talk to me. My, My girlfriend or my boyfriend or my spouse talks to me. God's not talking to me. This is right here right here he's talking to us he's whispering he's telling you he loves you this is all about love and it's not about condemnation god did not send his son to condemn us god sent his son to love us and to free us and to give us salvation and so we know that part and we're like okay that's it no that's not it i think people don't understand i think people like well i came to christ i brought my i I got my lottery ticket and i'm good okay if i die i'm i ain't going to hell i'm going to heaven Bye-bye. That's the end of the story. No, that's not the end of the story. God is here to give you health. And you're like, that's, uh, that was, uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Really? Well, my Bible in first Peter two twenty four says, and by his stripes, we were healed in Isaiah 53, five. It says, you know, he took upon our iniquities and, and the punishment that belonged to us was on him. And by his stripes, we are healed in Psalm 107, 20. It says he sent forth his word and it healed them. So, so he, yeah. there's healing. There's healing here. If we just, well, number one, Victoria, as we said, if we knew who we were, 
like mm -hmm. a holy nation, number one. And if we knew what the benefits of this was, like in Proverbs chapter three uh, and chapter four, where it's telling that favor will come upon you, peace will come upon you, health will come upon you. If we just knew the benefits of, of this, we'd be like, you know what? ESPN and Hallmark, I'm going to kick you out of my life. <laughs> this belongs in my life right here. This is what I need. I don't need no nothing else. And you know what? There, there are times to chill. There's time to relax. There's time to watch a favorite show with your loved one. There's time for everything, right? It's in Ecclesiastic chapter three. There's a time to dance, mm -hmm. a time to mourn, a, a, a time to sit and watch, and a time to sit and read. There's a time for everything. But let's do make time, not judgmentally and not right. legalistically, but lovingly. I'm in love with him. That's why I spend time with him. You spend time yeah. with those who you love. I know you don't love television that much. You got to love <laughs> this one right here. You got to love the word of God and it's going to make a huge difference. So not only salvation, but focus on, hey, this is healing to me. I know the doctor said what he said. He's just a man. She's just a woman. Mm. My God is God. And I'm going to trust my God. The doctor has facts. The Bible has truth. Mm. go with it go with the truth go with the truth i'm not saying don't go to the doctor i'm in the midst of cardiology we right. help people's hearts right i'm not saying that i'm just saying this is the ultimate and so uh health uh the mind is renewed you know he takes oppression out jesus go mm -hmm. went about in acts chapter 10 38 and and he took away every demonic force that was uh, plaguing people's mind if your mind is plagued this book is going to it's going to renew your mind. Yes. So it comes back, all the words, all our attitudes, all our emotions actually comes back to the heart. And the way the heart changes is through the word of God. Mm. And it's, I know it sounds simple, but like you said, Victoria, it takes discipline. But this discipline, baby, this is worth it. This <laughs> is worth it because your life is worth it and your joy is worth it and your happiness is worth it and your mm -hmm. peace is worth it and you are worth it because you are God's own special people. You are worth it. And um, that's what can motivate you from henceforth to say, everybody shut up, get out of my way. <laughs> I found the truth and I'm going to stick it in my heart and I'm going to change forever. Amen. Oh, so good. So, so good. Thank you so much. Can you just tell us about the books that you've written and how we can get in contact with you? If you can show a book, that would be great just for yeah. the visual image there. I know sure. you've been a prolific writer. You love Revelations and yeah. So what, what do you have? The book of Revelation took me five years to write this book. Um, and, and the Lord's like, child, before the rapture, can you get the book out? <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, uh, this is Rev It Up. Uh, they're all called Rev It Up. And this one's uh, verse by verse. Uh, and mm -hmm. so I go from verse to verse. And you're like, well, everybody's written a book of Revelation. Like, this is so different because it's got little hearts. And the hearts is like uh, coming from a cardiologist. The Holy Spirit said, hey, write this and it'll impact wow. the people. Uh, and it, and it's written the way I speak. So it is, a, well, this is Dr. Kojuglanian. And I'd like to tell you what chapter one, verse one. <laughs> it's not like that, right? <laughs> and then it, it's got a little caduceus, you know, the pole with a snake on it. So it, it, it has cardiology and medical analogies to the book wow. of Revelation, which is really, really, I mean, that's new. No, no one's done that before. Yeah. And then it also has a little birdie with a uh, olive branch in his uh, mouth and it's geopolitical. It tells you what's going to happen to America, to Iran, wow. to Russia, 
that China. So this is mm. not like, well, this was written 2000 years ago and you're boring me. No, this is very current. And so this is verse by verse. And some people are like, uh, looky here, I can't read because that's it has volume one and volume two. And there are a good 400 pages, but it goes fast. And this is like rev it up um, image by image. So people don't like to read. So, but this, so we put images here and mm. it's not much reading. Um, and so it's got just beautiful pictures of, of Jesus and the, the whole book of Revelation. And, it, you know, sometimes you see pictures, you're like, oh, that's that that doesn't look that looks cheesy. This is crazy good. And my, and my artist was amazing. So, I mean, these are the horses, uh, the horsemen. Uh, it's just beautiful. This is the first horse, the yeah. Antichrist riding on on the white horse and everybody thinks it's Jesus. No, baby, this is the, the first horse mm. that you see with a white horse. That's Antichrist because he he copies everything Jesus does. Mm. Um, and so this is the second horse with a bloody horse. So that's that. And even if some people like rhymes. And so I even did a, a rev it up uh, rhyme by rhyme. Uh, and it's all every single chapter, 22 chapters in rhyme. Uh, and then the newest book that was uh, put out by TBN, yes. uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network, is TGIH, Thank God It's Heaven. It's bringing the joys of heaven in your heart and soul today. It's not like, oh, when I die, it's going to be better. But right now, my life is terrible, and I don't know what to do, so I'm pulling out my hair. Uh, no, calm down, chill. Take a chill pill from Dr. Sam and get your <laughs> TGIH, Thank God It's Heaven, because you're bringing heaven down to earth now. And that's what this is about. This is, uh, and I don't have all the books with me right now, but this is so cool. I mean, you can read this book mm. in 20 minutes and you can say, I read a whole book. I did it by, by myself. This is like, uh, God knows your address. This is my story. Uh, and it, uh, look at the letters, Victoria. It's like, it's look, look, you can, yeah. you can, it's big letters. Big font. So, uh, yeah. Big font. And it's like, what, 76 pages, 75 pages. And it's, a, it's, it's, it tells you to build bridges in between people. It teaches you how to forget the past and don't dwell mm -hmm. on the past and reach out for the future. And how many people like, oh, he's a hard talker. How many rejections I received, 27, by the way, to get into medical school and be told I'd never make it. And, and God put it in my tablets in my heart that I've called you. And no matter what anybody says about you, I called you. And that's what I want to tell my audience, your audience. Together, we're telling them, God called you, mm. no matter what anybody said to you or even did to you, God called you and loves you and will carry you. And remember Isaiah 40, 11, he's going to hold you close to his bosom, which is what? Right. That's his heart. That's yeah. his heart. So yeah. anyway, I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in Oof. love with people. I'm here to serve him. I'm here to serve the people. Uh, we're here to rock the planet in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's go. Let's do it. Here it is. <laughs> That's right. Well, where can folks get in touch with you, Dr. Sam? The best way, Victoria, is uh, beaconofhearts.org, B-E-A-C-O-N-O-F-H-E-A-R-T-S dot O-R-G. There goes the word heart. Beaconofhearts.org. Uh, that's the best way. And they can get me on YouTube and see all my sermons. Uh, and uh, it's on Dr. Samuel space Kojiglanian. You might have to spell that out uh, <laughs> to the good people. They can find me on, on IG, Dr. Sam, D-R-S-A-M. Uh, so it's I'm kind of everywhere. 
uh, you know, it's like Paul, I have become all things to all men so that I may win some to Christ. And that's what we're called to do. It's not about me. I don't wear my name, my badge. At times I do. And the Lord's like, what's this all about? And I'm like, okay, I take it out of, <laughs> put the, put the name of Jesus behind me, above me, beside me and, and represent him because uh, I fail and fall on a daily basis, but he loves me so much that he forgives me and he carries me. And, um, it's a it's a joy to walk with it. So yeah, joy. what a what an inspiring message you have shared here today, and one that I think is just going to really motivate people to to think, hey, maybe I can have a little bit of what Doctor Sam has. Maybe I can start reading my Bible. Maybe I can just take that teeny step in the right direction because your enthusiasm and your joy is really contagious and inspirational and motivational, I think. So, and that's what my listeners count on. And that's what they, they want. We all want that, but it's, it's like a shot in the arm. I feel like I've been to see the doctor, but just like, Hey, boom, a <laughs> shot in the arm for a real, you know, I've got a little bit of a bounce in my step. Matter of fact, I have an, another interview coming up and I'm like, okay, she has no idea what she's in for now because I'm <laughs> just on fire in a, awesome. in a new way. So motivating. So thank you for your time. God bless you in your ministry and with everything that you put your hand to. So we so appreciate you, Dr. Sam. Thank you. What an honor to be with you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And let's go and touch the hearts of mankind. Amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.